Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Gallagher Shot podcast and YouTube channel. We are back for another match reaction. It's back to back to back to back videos and podcasts this week, Scott. Um, so, it is. as you just heard, I'm joined by Scott. I am Chris, and I will be your host for the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, so, Scott, we had a little bit of a discussion about uh, the, the preview of this game, about yep. which players will be fit, which players will be available for Eddie Howe's selection. And I think majority agreed that Eddie Howe would go with his strongest side available, maybe with a couple of tweaks in there. Yeah, I was unbelievably shocked by how strong that starting eleven was. I'm not sure if it was the same for you. It was. Um, I think I wasn't really expecting, apart from the players who started on Saturday, like your Kieran Trippiers uh, and. Um, I'm trying to remember who else it was, but I didn't expect Wilson, I didn't expect Bruno, and I didn't expect Shaw, especially not Shaw, to mm-hmm. start. Um, the only the only surprise that I had was that St. Maximum was on the bench. I thought he'd start with him, but I think that might have had something to do with his minor injury that he brought up in his press conference that, that maybe he had. Um, but yeah, it was, it was immensely strong, and, and I think... I think I saw someone put on Twitter. That's the first time since the Keegan era we've played was stronger side in a cup game, mm. um, in, a, in an EFL cup game certainly. Um, it's just nice to see we're trying. It is. Do you think it's helped that obviously we've had that that mid-season break because of the World Cup that players have well most players you could argue that that have stayed with the the core of the team. Um, I know we mm. went for the trip to Saudi Arabia, but the core of that team was there's a couple of players that are obviously on World Cup duty like Pope Trivia. Um, Wilson, Bruno, and Fabian Shea. Um, 
Fabian lasted the most in the tournament, I think. I think he played a little bit longer than, than what Bruno did. Yeah. But that was the shock for me as well to see Fabian. We knew that Fabian hadn't been training with the lads in the build-up yep. to that that cup. Do you think Eddie Howe is just so confident with these lads now that he doesn't need a full week with them? He doesn't need to drill them through, through every set play that will go through and things like that. He's just full of trust. I think so. I think it's, you know, he... He knows the teams that he picks, and and you, you you see a trend when he picks certain players, and there's different, not like massively different, but there's different styles in the way they play when there's with that group. And I think he's he's managed to get to a point now where he's like, okay, if you're in and you're in with this group, we play this way, and if you're in with that group, we play that way. And there's minor tweaks here and there, and I think you can see even when the substitutes come on. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. There's no like kind of like bedding in or like oh we're still playing the same way. We'll just change personnel. It's yeah, it's it's mint. <laughs> it's just really great to see. And I think you know that's all down to him and the time he spends with the players both mm. on and off the pitch and and getting yeah. to learn them like more personally as opposed to just like a mm. as a professional footballer. It's great to see from the players' point of view as well that that every single player wants to start these games because yep. I'm under no illusion that Eddie Howe's probably went up to the likes of Fabian and Bruno and said, "Are you comfortable playing this game, or do you want to wait till the, the first Premier League game when, when you're mm-hmm. back up to, to scratch with the rest of the team?" And, and it, it's credit to them, um, especially Fabian. Fabian jumps straight in there; yeah. um, he, he gets absolutely clattered in the, in the first handful of minutes, mind. Um, it always was, a head injury with Fabian Cher. Always, always <laughs> a head injury. It is every um, time. But it, it was great to see. Well, not not the collision wasn't great to see, no. but seeing seeing Fabian in that starting eleven. Um, just to, to quickly go over some of the match itself and yeah. and what we we discussed on the preview. I think we were all confident that Newcastle would get through to the next round. Um, we're a little bit uneasy about what Bournemouth side would turn up because we've seen it when they came to St. James's Park that they sat behind the ball and just tried to contain that pressure and, and hit us once or twice in the game and, and hopefully score from those chances, which they did do in the last time the game up here. Yeah. It was a similar game plan from Bournemouth. It was, and I don't know if the apparently there was a virus going through their camp. I think eight to ten players were kind of sick uh, moving up the game, hopefully that was all gone and there was no no passing that over to our our boys um, out there. But uh, I don't think I think kind of you know post COVID people take a bit more precautions with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I, it was it was a strong side from them in terms of the personnel, but I, I don't you could tell that they they hadn't had a full week's worth of training and maybe their fitness mm. levels weren't up to it. Um, obviously, it's also it's quite a long journey. Uh, hats off to the away fans. That they, they had yeah. there as well to make that journey, especially when it was rearranged uh, yeah. in, in last minute, quite short notice as well. Yeah, to 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 travel all that way up, it's uh, <laughs> it takes some doing. Um, but yeah, the the attacking threat was still there. You know, they they did have a few chances. Nick Paul pulled off a couple of good saves when he needed to, and mm. they were getting in and around us. But we we you could just tell that like, even we weren't getting out of you know second third gear at times and. We were, I don't want to say we were dominating, but we we had most of the possession. They were happy to sit off the ball. Um, we did find it quite difficult to break them down at times, like we mm. did in the league. Um, and you know, and I think you and I both said it would be 2 0, I think was our predictions. Yeah. And you know, I don't think anyone on that prediction, uh, on the preview, sorry, 
predicted like a high score. I think two one was the the other scores that were being touted around. So, um, yeah, it was it they're difficult games then because even after we scored and we'll come on to the goal in a minute, I've mm. no doubt they didn't even seem to like it didn't open the game up like you'd expect it to. They again yeah. just kept sitting back. It was almost and and you know I, I don't mean this as any disrespect to to them. It was almost like they didn't want to be there and they were just let's say, no, we need to concentrate in the league. Let's get out this cup. We'll put a sword on that we're playing the, you know, playing a strong team, but we're just going to go through the motions. And if the score, the score, if it goes to penalties, we might have a chance to nick it and get through. So it was it was a strange performance from them. It's not what you'd expect. Um but yeah, I mean it it's it is it is what it is, and and, and it mm. it showed later on in the game, I think you could see they were getting even more fatigued uh, throughout yeah. that. Yeah, so, so one of the words which has been used a lot to describe the performance last night in the Cup game is rusty. Um, so it was mm-hmm. a very rusty Newcastle United display, which I agree with. Um, yeah. What Watching the game, yes, Newcastle dominated that game from start to finish. There's nobody arguing against that. But if that's Newcastle, at the, the end of that run that we just went through before the World Cup, game we score three or four in that game oh yeah 100 of course we yeah. do um so i think rusty is a great word to describe that as that that's no no offense caused or anything like that to that team but it is going to take a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things and continue and pick up where we left off and i think everybody's expecting that yes we had the the friendly game uh, just last week but i think we were all in agreement once again that they really didn't offer much to the opposition and, and that really didn't help our cause really going forward because it would be great out of a more competitive game prior to this this cup game. But at the end of the day, we went through to the quarterfinals of the yeah. Carabao Cup. So that's all that matters yeah. at the end of the day. Um, it is. To touch on Scott, you mentioned the, the goal there, but just before that, it's it's nil-nil going into half-time. There's not yeah. much action before that. Like I said, yes, Newcastle have a lot of the ball. A um, couple of chances, but no clear-cut chances, really. Uh, St. Maximum makes an appearance quite early on in the second half. I think it's he does. 55th. Yeah, it was like 55, 56 minutes, yeah. Yeah, he, he comes on. And, and St. Maximum, he, once again, he, he picked up where he, he probably was in, in that, that friendly game. He, he looks quite lively at times. And he wasn't scared of running with the ball. No, it was, um, it was you know, I think... In the last preview, we talked about the maxi of old and the maxi of new, and it was very much the maxi of new. Um, he was taking on players, he was passing the ball, he was you know squaring it, he was linking up with with everyone around him. Um, I did feel when he first, I think he, he came on, he made his his first run, and then he, he seemed to take a little knock, and it wasn't quite running that smoothly so maybe his, yeah. his slight injury might have got tweaked a little bit but he seemed to run it off and he seemed to you know pick it up again quite quickly which was nice to see um you know he was doing little flicks he was you know doing the you know where he blocks the ball and then he'll turn and he'll drop his shoulder and mm. he'll just be away from the players i think there was one where he he was he'll pick the ball up in the corner of the box and he dropped his shoulder and he was at the byline and the other players yeah. were just like how's he done that and then he's he's he squared the ball and unfortunately there's no one there to to knock it in but um it was nice to see him put in a good performance it was nice to yeah. see him um work in a, in a team as well and, and you know kind of not be like i'll take on everyone and, and pass it on but we haven't seen that much 
if at all this season, I would say. I think that yeah. side of his game has been well and truly uh, drilled out of him by Eddie mm. Howe, uh, which is also nice to see. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice to see him also kind of, you know, finish a game and, and not be limping, uh, you know, not be hobbling around, which is a good sign. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. And hopefully he can continue. Um, I don't know if it warrants mm. him a start next week, but we'll see. Um, I think Eddie Howe yeah. has his teams like he wants to play them and how he picks them. And, and I think St. Maximum for a team like Leicester is a good impact sub to have. Yeah, I agree. I, I 100% agree with you, mate. But more on that on the match preview, which is coming up as well, guys. So if you yeah. want to watch the match preview, that'll be available not long after this one as well. Um, a couple of other players which I w- want to mention. Sean Longstaff, once again, probably one of the best players on the, on the field, getting stuck in left, right and centre. Um, it, it's that that fluid midfield once again. So, so Bruno yeah. comes in and Bruno just takes the pressure off everybody else around him. There was a couple of times Bruno holds on the ball a little bit too long um, but yeah. that's something which which we became used to uh, as Newcastle United fans now we know we're going to get that from Bruno there's going to be a couple of times in the game where he's going to lose the ball That that's fine because he offers so much more everything else through his game and Willock once again looks lively he really does mate I think I mentioned on the last game that Willock has got hopefully a big future at this football club because I yeah. still think we haven't seen the best of him yeah, my my one my one criticism of Willock and and I, and I think it was quite telling yesterday was he takes too long to grow into a game. Um, mm-hmm. I think we were saying in the group chat the first 10, 15 minutes he just looked lost. He was, yeah. you know, he he was making runs. He was he was looking up. He was misplacing passing. And again, you know, rusty was probably a good term for for his performance to begin with. Um, I was surprised it was him who came off uh, mm-hmm. when it was when Saint Maxim came on. That early, I would expect him maybe to have a bit more. Um, long stuff, yeah, again, solid performance. Again, you know, a couple of criticisms of, you know, he, he can't take a bit too long. I think if you watch people talking about how Messi was playing in that World Cup final and he's scanning before he gets the ball, he gets the ball and he's scanning again. What I've noticed with long stuff is he doesn't scan until he gets the ball and that's mm. too, it's too late. So maybe he just needs to maybe develop his game a bit to look before I love how you've gone like it. from elite football that I compare so long stuff with. What do you mean? There's, there's no Look, difference, is Messi, there? Messi's doing it so long stuff. Messi, well, you know, you can learn from the best, so why not? <laughs> um, it, it was great to see Almiron back on that right-hand side, just in front of yeah. Kieran Trippier, because I know I've said this phrase a couple of times, picking up where we left off, that that, mm-hmm. that um, chemistry that those two have on that right-hand side of the field is, is irreplaceable for us right now. It really is. It was great to see. That same ball, which Kieran Trippier does every single time where it's a one-two, then he dinks it over the top. Mm-hmm. And Almiron gets on that nine out of ten times as well. So it was great to see that again, mate. It was. And do you know what it's nice to see? We, we also talk about the triangle between him, Trippier, and Bruno. Um, yeah. That was also happening with Longstaff. Because mm-hmm. long, as Longstaff was getting focused, I think Bruno was sitting back a bit more in this game. He was playing more as the, the six role than the, than the eight role. Um, long stuff was linking up with the three of them as well, so it was nice to see. Um, obviously, he should have scored. Um, I don't know what happened to that chance that he had. It looked like he kicked his right foot with his left foot, and that couldn't get his position right. Happened. That's but, all that it was. Yeah, um, I think I can't, it was probably harder to miss that one, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, you know, luckily it wasn't wasn't important. We were one nil up uh, at the time. Uh, should have been two nil up, very arguably, and probably even three if you think about the penalty shout as well. Um, mm. 
But yeah, it's, I mean, I think there's a, I haven't read it yet, but there's a, an interview that uh, George Colton's done with uh, Miggy um, about how, how he's playing in his performance. So uh, I'll look forward to reading that tomorrow uh, mm. at some point. But yeah. Is, is he doing more? I saw that he's doing more Craig Hope as well. Has he just been doing the rounds? Maybe it's hope. Maybe I was reading the wrong Maybe. the wrong name. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, there's a there's an interview with Miggy doing the rounds uh, that I think it came out like an hour ago. If that. Yeah, I think it's Craig um, Hope. I think it's Craig Hope. Oh. Um, well, I think just because you mentioned it there, mate, the, the penalty shout. And, and but what what I want to focus on really is the disallowed goal. Callum Wilson yeah. has, has the ball in the back of the net um, mm-hmm. quite early on, really. Um, and and it's the referee gives it. The linesman takes about. A minute after the players so have celebrated to put the flag up, yeah, it was a strange all around. And if we're looking back on the replays now, I think we're quite undecided that if Willick does touch that ball, I think he probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a movement in his leg, whether that's towards the ball, away from the ball, or just the motion of when he's fell over, we yeah. don't know. So I think even if VAR had been in place, I think that probably would have ruled that out because of Willick's position and, and how close the ball was to him. Um, if we move on to the goal itself, it's it's very lucky for us yeah. to, to, to get that goal. Uh, it's a great ball in the box by, by Trippier, and I think it's Wilson mm-hmm. behind the defenders who, who's causing an issue, as he does every single time when he's in yeah. that box and the ball has lifted it. It's a strange goal. It really is. It, for him to score that goal that way, it's very strange. It is. It's. Um. I think there was a couple of times when he he went ahead the ball and it just come off his obscure angle. It was almost like he, mm. he's got a you know hexagon for a for a forehead. Um, it was weird. It was. Uh, it was one of those ones where I think if he hadn't have went for the ball and, and did what he did, Wilson's yeah, heading it in anyway. There. So he's he's in a lose lose situation there. Um, it was. It was a couple of times after that as well, mate. They nearly yeah. scored another own goal not long after. And it was the same player. He, he, Smith, he, I think Smith, he kicked wasn't it? it. Yeah, Smith. He kicked it and it went, I think it went behind mm. him or it was an obscure angle or something. Um, yeah, it was a great ball by Trippier. I mean, we, we love to see those balls coming in. And, yeah. and like I say, Wilson was in the right place. It was just there was someone in front of him who <laughs> who nicked it off him. Um, mm. Yeah, I think going back to the disallowed goal, when I seen it, I was like, Willock's offside there. Because he, yeah. he'd fell and he'd fell past the, the last man. And I also think, I, th- I think it's Longstaff who was alongside them. He was also offside, but he was nowhere near the ball. Mm. And I think had Willick been on his feet, it would have would have been fine. But the fact he's fallen and the way he's fallen, he's not interfering with the play in the fact that he's touched the ball, but his presence being there. And I think we've had this with the Newcastle uh, goal that was... Um, that wasn't disallowed a few weeks ago, and I can't remember which one it was, but the player hasn't interfered with the goalkeeper, but mm. there Willick, where he is, the goalkeeper's like, well, I, d- I don't know who who's going for. So he's, I think he's, if you want to get like it into the technicalities of it, yeah, he's interfered with that part of the game, but he hasn't touched the ball. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it was a weird one because there's no VAR. Um, and I, I think the linesman probably didn't realise that, which is why he didn't put his flag up. Because, so um, I mean, it's what, two Premier League teams playing at St. James's Park. You're like, oh, they've got to have VAR. But I think mm. that comes in the next round, um, the, the the quarters and the semis, as long, along with the replays and the everything else that comes with them. So, uh, yeah, it was interesting. And then, um, obviously, we've got the penalty shout, uh, which, I mean, there's a shot. The ball's going on target. It hits his arm. I, I don't think it matters how close you are. If you 
Mm-hmm. If you interfere with that and it's off your arm, that's a penalty. Like it is. So it, what happens in that shout, mate? The the defender's arm goes behind his back. Then it comes back out. Yeah. Then hits the ball. For me, once yeah. again, if VR's it, that's given as Still a penalty. More. That yeah. because his arm's behind him. Then it comes back out. Mm-hmm. And so there's a movement towards the ball. In that, Absolutely. so I agree with you that, that that's a penalty all day long. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird one. The the referee wasn't given much to us. Um, and to be fair, he, he by the end of the game, game he like wasn't given much to them either. It was more of a friendly game. He he mm-hmm. he refereed that as if, like like I said, it was a friendly. I think it, it's Muahu could have had yellow card early on in the game. The yeah. amount of fouls that he was making, and there were just the, the tedious fouls where he's just. Just a little tap at the ankle, just just yeah. a little bit too late. But he, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he gets away with those all game, all game. Mm-hmm. So I was really shocked to see it was midway through the second half, I believe, that, that somebody picked up the first book. And yeah, I think it was my about the hour Newcastle player that picked it up. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. I th- was it Fabian Share? Someone got a, someone got a book in. Um but it yeah, it took about an hour for him to produce his first card. So mm. yeah, I think I probably agree with you where he's probably treated like a, a friendly. I didn't recognise him. I don't think he's definitely not a Premier League referee. Um I, I may be wrong there. Maybe he's he's maybe he's the EFL uh league. I don't know who not it was, sure. I can't remember. Uh it, it doesn't matter now. Um But yeah, it was a shame because he he was we were talking about this in the group chat. He just he wouldn't let the game flow. Yeah. He was blown up for everything. He just wasn't producing like his cards. Um, and I think mm. had he got his foot in the game a bit early on and produced a couple of cards, maybe some of those tackles wouldn't have went in later on by the mm. players. You kind of think with players, well, I can get away with this. I'll I'll stick my leg in and I'll <laughs> I'll I'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it was it was a shame because he was he was breaking up the play quite a bit. Mm. Um, which but at know, the no end of the day, mate, all that matters is Newcastle go through to the next round, the quarterfinals, almost yeah. there, Scott. Well, Almost have that trip to Wembley. Um, we let's we see what the cup draw brings up, um, because no doubt this is probably where we'll, we'll face with toughest test in the next round. Um, there was no Tomorrow, shocks, wasn't it? Yeah, there was no shocks last night. Uh, all the Premier League sides went through against lower league oppositions. So let, let's see what has, happens. But mate, uh, we've said this a few times: bring on whoever, absolutely yeah. anybody. Um, no fingers crossed. It is a St James's Park clash. We want that. We want that home fixture. Against mm-hmm. anybody, we'll take any any single yeah. one of them, mate. And, and I'm confident going into that game. I really am. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll call a night on this one, mate, because we now have to go and do the preview for yes. the Leicester yeah. game. So be like we said us. at the very start, <laughs> non-stop on the channel this week. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. If you do want to like the video, it's massively appreciated. Even more so if you want to become a subscriber. If you want to give a little bit of the channel, you can become a member for just two ninety nine a month. You get early access to videos. Um, you get access to the Telegram group, which is full of Newcastle United fans, almost 100 there at the moment, talking all things Newcastle throughout the weeks as well. Um, and you will get early access to the, the Christmas special, which is going out on the 23rd of December. Uh, thanks, Scott. No worries. There's some good editing on that Christmas special, I must say. There's some very good editing on that, mate. There really is. There really is. Thanks, everybody. See you later. See you, everyone. Ta-da. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.